Hey everyone, this is George Soto and you're watching Startups Unedited. Why don't you take a second to kind of just tell the audience a little bit about your background and, you know, how'd you actually get involved with startups and sales and all the amazing stuff you're doing right sure. now? Sure. Well, that could take the entire episode, but uh, <laughs> I started sales right out of school and working in the East Bay of the San Francisco Bay Area in Oakland, selling computers. And at that time, that sort of pre, I hate to date myself, but pre-PCs and uh, did that you know, door to door, business to business, selling, selling mini computers. Then uh, early 80s, moved and went to work at Apple. And that's sort of from there. Then I got recruited to go to a startup, which was really sort of my first startup. We had a company that was making the first battery powered laptop computer, if you can imagine that. And uh, so then did startups, I think I did seven different venture funded startups before starting my own, my own business in the year 2000 which was really designed to take the lessons I learned as how do you sell large complex products when you're a, a startup, you know, no brand, no track record, uh, competing against the big guys. How do you do it and win? And take that methodology and apply it to other startups and non-tech businesses as well. And that sort of led me up till about 2012 where I published my first book. And since then, I've really been much more focused on public speaking, uh, I do my podcast, which is a five-day-a-week sales podcast called Accelerate. I uh, actually went six days a week starting July 1. and Which I love tremendously. Oh, great. Well, I'm glad you like it. Um, so, yeah, we talk – for me, it's great because I get to talk with all these incredibly smart people doing really great things and learn a lot in the process, and hopefully everybody that's listening to it is learning it as well. So, yeah, I guess I'm sort of the uh, – sorry, I hate the word, but, you know, thought leader in the sales space. Uh, published two books and uh, got actually two more I'm working on right now. And um, yeah, just help enjoy helping, helping really mostly small mid-sized businesses and startups sort of get themselves organized from a, a mindset perspective of how they're going to grow sales. And you and I met in 2011 in Boston. We did an event together. Well, I think it was later than that, actually. Probably 2013. But was it the, the yeah. last time? Yeah, right. Uh, so, but yeah, in Boston, Cambridge. Cambridge, Cambridge, absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about what is it like to be an entrepreneur? Like, what is it really like? <laughs> well, there's varying degrees of entrepreneur. That's sort of, you know, for me, I've, what I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I've had my own business for 16 years now. And uh, it's, it's really different because I'm not, as our consciously wasn't building a big organization, right? I wasn't trying to build a company, a product company, a service company like that. Um, yeah, it's had its own ups and downs, you know, as, as you might expect, you know, sometimes you're wondering where you're going to find that next client. Um, but I've been pretty fortunate in that regard. But I think for, for entrepreneurs that are starting a product company or service company, like a SaaS company or something, it's, it's tough world out there because there's no shortage of competition. And that's finding out who they're selling to, why people are going to pay money for what they do, is, is the toughest challenge I think that most entrepreneurs have. Is, you know, they've got an idea, but how does that translate into something somebody's willing to pay for? And some, it takes time. And what are some tips that you would provide, let's say, a founder around just getting started to plan towards trying to determine who is that ideal buyer? Go out and talk to customers. 
you know, I think too many people try to do it remotely or you've got a technical founder that doesn't, you know, it's not comfortable selling, doesn't want to get out and uh, not necessarily doesn't want to, but doesn't maybe feel that that's their strength. I tell you, every company I've worked for, the entrepreneur that started the company is always the best salesperson for the company. Non-stop, yeah, non, <laughs> always, always works. Um, and so they need to get out and start talking to people because they need to understand what the process is like, what the value proposition is. They've got to take that idea and translate it into something that's meaningful to something that somebody wants to pay for. And let's start with that. Awesome. Now you've been doing a lot of fantastic stuff in the social selling space. What is social selling in your opinion? And how can people get started with leveraging, simply leveraging social media to launch their products, launch their personal brand, really start to generate some momentum online around what they're doing essentially? Well, I think you really nailed it on the head. It's, it's you're establishing some form of authority around yourself or expertise around yourself. And, you know, social's a great way to do that. I mean, it's, it's easy enough to create content these days, whether it's a short video, whether it's you know, a series of Snapchats telling a story, whether it's uh, LinkedIn and just being consistent and posting to LinkedIn on a subject that's you know, relevant to what you're selling. It's just, or even sharing content, you know, on LinkedIn or on, on uh, Twitter or commenting on other people's. It's just, it's so easy to do. And so you really, as a lot of the books talk about, is, is you have to make sure you just set aside a, a block in your schedule every day that we're going to focus on this, whether it's, hey, today I'm going to write a blog, I'm going to publish that blog on my blog, and I'm going to post on LinkedIn, I'm going to share it on Twitter, I'm going to post on my Facebook feed. Set aside the time to create the content, curate content if you're sharing, and post it. And it really doesn't take a lot of time. I mean, it's initially it might be, seem a little daunting if you're not, a, if you don't think you're a good writer. Uh, but start with something short. You know, what's something that's that's important to you, or, or you know, use use a tool like uh, you know, Facebook Live and just record a, a simple video that you can post out there. Just start somewhere, and then commit to spending a certain amount of time every day, and you'll start building followers. And if you engage with people, they'll engage back. You know, so there's been a lot of discussion around, you know, leveraging social media for sales or generating leads and these sorts of things. And, and, you know, sales leaders ask, ask me all the time and founders, et cetera, you know, well, do I have my entire company on social? Like what's the, what's the balance between just having salespeople and, um, and, and how do you actually start to track attribution and then just having everyone on there. And a lot of the time, you know, the employees don't want to share their personal, you know, information or have their personal you know, uh. Twitter handle on, you know, on or involved with some sort of like, you know, tra- company oriented initiative or whatnot. What, what advice would you give, um, you know, those individuals when they're trying to think about, well, how do we ask everyone and who does, who's actually going to be participating in this like social selling, essentially strategy, right? Where you're you're mining these things. Well, I think that it's, you raise a good point. It's hard to get everybody to commit, you know, throughout the company. So start with people that need to need to do it, which is, you know, it could be senior management. Certainly it's the, if you have one person selling or if you're one person marketing, yeah, if you're assuming you're right at the beginning, if you're a little bit more advanced, you know, the sales team, the marketing team, but, 
you know, the value really, we talked about it's one, it's establishing brand authority or authority around your brand or authority around your field of endeavor. And it's also about starting to build relationships. And people should think about it less as selling and more about relationship building. Because you're really trying to do is open a door to a conversation. So that's, to me, what social selling is. How do I open a door? How do I make a connection with somebody that opens the door to a conversation that's you know, relevant to them and meaningful for me about my product? It'll take place you know, on the phone or face-to-face -face or via email, but it's not going to be necessarily conducted through the social platform itself. But it's making that connection and trying to build that, that relationship. I love that relationship building because it's all about relationships. I mean, geez, you know, in my well, it's, opinion, right? it's interesting, right? I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I think we're, I, I think we're seeing, uh, I don't know, maybe the ramifications, the outgrowth of so much automation coming into sales and marketing that, that there are certainly some people that think that that relationship isn't as important as it was before. But I think it's important to define what we mean by relationship because. Back in the old days, you know, back in the 1900s, quote, unquote, old days, um, yeah, there was more, especially in a more of a complex B2B sale, there certainly was an emphasis on a personal relationship with the buyer that actually, and the emphasis on personal, meaning, it, you know, hey, let's go to lunch, let's say I can play golf, so on and so forth. But, you know, there's certain areas where that's still true. But by and large, what we're seeing certainly in, you know, tech B2B sales and so on, that's, that's not as prevalent as it was. So sales are a little more transactional, especially, you know, service-based products. But the relationship is still very critical, but it's a different type of relationship. It's really, what have you done for me lately type relationship, right? I mean, the whole idea that people, you know, using the phrase, people buy from those they know, like, and trust. What does that like mean? Well, it doesn't mean that your best buddies are exchanging Christmas cards. It's that they, it's almost like they don't dislike you, right? But you're also, you're providing something of value to them. So you're starting to build that trust factor. And if they see that you're there as a, in the role of a service provider to help them get their job done, which is to make a, a good decision quickly on the product and services they're evaluating, then you start establishing that, that sort of next level down relationship, that like and that trust uh, aspect of things. So, um, yeah, I think social selling gets oversold to some degree and then undersold in the sense that it's just really effective. You know, people try it from a, too much of a heavy sales perspective and it doesn't work, so they drop it, whereas people are really consistent about saying, look, it's about making the connections, it's about starting to build the relationships, about opening the door to a conversation, and they're consistent with it, then they have success. Awesome. Andy, Paul, thank you so much for joining us. If folks want to, speaking of social, if folks want to reach sure. on social media, what are the best channels and, and handles? Uh, LinkedIn. And if you search, it's you know, after the, the forward slash, it's uh, zero time selling. There's multiple Andy Pauls out there. And uh, on Twitter, it's also at zero time selling. So you spell it zero, Z-E-R-O-T-I-M-E selling. And then email me at andy at zerotimeselling.com. And you can visit my website at andypaul.com. And lastly, listen to my, hey, listen to my podcast. Uh, it's called Accelerate with an exclamation mark. And you can find that on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and every place else. Awesome. Andy Paul, thank you so much. It's always great to see you. Great I'd see you love too. to come down to San Diego when you're down there. I know you're traveling all the time, but sure. you know, maybe I can coerce you into, uh, you know, going grabbing a, a drink and, and hitting the beach <laughs> uh certainly a margarita would be an order yeah <laughs> all right
Well, awesome, man. Well, have a wonderful day. Thank you so much.